Today is June 2nd, 2021, and our first story, China state media threatens nuclear war over Joe Biden calling for an investigation into the origins of COVID, and Dr. Fauci's emails have leaked, and some of these are incredibly damning. Our next story is pretty serious. Texas declares a disaster at the southern border over what the governor says is Joe Biden's open borders policies. And in our last story, a conservative writer says the Democrats have already seceded from the union. If you like this show, please give us a good review. Leave us five stars. And if you really like the show, share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Fauci's emails have been released through a Freedom of Information Act request. Thousands, 3,000 or so emails from Dr. Anthony Fauci are out, and many of them are actually damning. One of the most shocking is that early on, many researchers were concerned that COVID was bioengineered and was inconsistent with their expectations of evolutionary theory. So saith the emails that came out. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Many people have countered saying, it was, it was from uh, the, the, the emergence of COVID. It's, it's, it's been a year and a half. We've done better research. But it was, I believe, one of the higher ups at EcoHealth Alliance and some uh, individuals in China who thanked Fauci for dismissing lab leak theory. EcoHealth Alliance was involved in the investigation of the Wuhan lab. So I think it's fair to say now that lab leak has become a prominent theory, we relook at that evidence, especially now as these emails are released. But there's some serious problems here. Joe Biden asked for a a probe into COVID. I don't think it was actually a good move. So what we know is the the State Department already had an investigation into the Wuhan lab, into lab leaks started by Donald Trump under, uh, uh, under Mike Pompeo. And Joe Biden ended that and shifted the investigation to the intelligence community, which I guess Trump didn't trust. So Joe Biden said, we'll do a probe whether or not it's actually going to be substantive or what this means, we don't know for sure. But I can tell you this. Chinese state media says the country must prepare for nuclear war with the U.S. after Biden asks for COVID probe. You know what the fourth turning is? The fourth turning, the Strasshow uh, generational theory. 80 years ago, we had World War II. Uh, 80 years before that, we had the Civil War. And 80 years before that, we had the American Revolutionary War. So, uh, Yeah, the theory states that we are about to enter a major war period. Maybe. Maybe we're in it. Maybe you've already seen it. And now uh, China's saying if you push the COVID issue, we are going to build nuclear bombs to send shivers down your spine should you dare oppose us. It's Thucydides, Thucydides trap, my friends. China is a rising power. They are gaining economic they're going to eventually become the economic superpower, and they will displace the United States as the dominant economic power. And Thucydides' trap says that when that happens, war breaks out. China now, it seems, may be responsible, and Fauci, of course, as well as these other companies, for COVID. That's a lot of people who died, millions who died. And it rests on the shoulders of those who funded the gain-of-function research, which ultimately may, according to media today— have resulted in this widespread death. So it's going to get bad. But here's all, here's all I can do for you right now. We have a lot to go through. Anthony Fauci's emails have been leaked. Fauci is, is saying that he's going to be working with China 
China's thanking Fauci. And maybe it makes sense. Maybe we want to uh, avoid nuclear war at all cost. But at what cost? At what cost? So if China is going to become a nuclear power, they are, if they're going to become the dominant nuclear power, do we sit back and just accept their authoritarian communist party rule over the planet? Or do we reject that and say, no, what do you do? The fact that Chinese state media is saying they should start building more and more nuclear weapons and get prepared for nuclear war shows the very serious problem of neither side being willing to back down. I mean, of course, the individuals in China believe that their way of life is the correct way of life and that everyone else should live the way they want. In the United States, we're not going to give up our freedom. We're going to reject that. And that means neither side will back down and it is mutually assured destruction. I suppose at that point, the only thing we can hope for is that aliens come back like the, the like the conspiracy theory says, or it's not really a conspiracy theory. It's weird how that word became a catch all for like strange ideas. But uh, there's the there's the old story about the aliens turning off our nuclear bombs. Yeah, maybe. All right, we got a lot to read through, man. Here's Newsweek. They say, who Xi Jin? The editor of the Chinese state-run newspaper, The Global Times, considers enhancing China's nuclear program as being vital to the country's strategic deterrence against the U.S. Protests in Hong Kong, Taiwan, the COVID-19 pandemic, and accusations China's engaged in genocide against the Uyghur Muslims are showing deeper divisions in an already strained relationship between China and the U.S. With With Beijing, one of America's top concerns, President Joe Biden has sought to strike a stern tone while China sees much of America's actions and comments to be an encroachment on its sovereignty. The increasingly confrontational rhetoric and military maneuvers coming out of the two countries have raised concerns about a potential war. Quote, we must be prepared for an intense showdown between China and the U.S., who wrote in a Thursday op-ed for the Global Times. The number of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes U.S. elites shiver should they entertain the idea of engaging in a military confrontation with China, who advocated for rapidly increasing the number of commissioned nuclear warheads, DF-41s, and intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missile and strategic missiles that have long-range capabilities. The editor posted the same comments on Weibo, Weibo, a Chinese social media platform. China and the United States have been sparring over a range of issues, including the COVID-19 pandemic, whose op-ed came one day after Biden announced he instructed the intelligence community to double down on their efforts to identify the COVID-19 origin, including coming up with a list of questions that China has to answer. The intelligence community hasn't ruled out the possibility that COVID-19 originated in a laboratory, a notion that China vehemently dismissed as being politically motivated and anti-science. Officials have also attempted to shift the blame to the U.S., Fort Detrick, citing no evidence and accused Biden of stoking confrontation and sowing division with the intelligence investigation. Before Biden drew China's ire for his push for an investigation into the origin of the coronavirus, tensions mounted over an American warship sailing through the Taiwan Strait. The American military maintained the ship's transit was in line with international order and demonstrated the U.S. commitment to a free and open Indo-Pacific. China, however, saw it as a threat to its control over Taiwan and accused the U.S. of endangering peace and stability in his op-ed, who wrote that building up China's nuclear arsenal is important because America's strategic containment of China is becoming increasingly intensified. Having that military buildup is a cornerstone of China's strategic deterrence against the U.S., according to who? Now, it's just one guy in Chinese state media, but uh, seemingly fairly prominent 
and should be worrying considering what we're learning now. Let's walk through some of these stories. We have a lot to break down. June 2nd, Wuhan lab leak theories revival risks making U.S.-China relations worse. That's right. I mean, I think we just saw it, this story coming out today, just uh, this morning. Yeah, we, uh, I think when a Chinese state media personality says we need more nuclear warheads, missiles, ICBMs over Joe Biden talk about COVID. Yeah, Bloomberg, I think we get it. Lab leak theory is dangerous. And maybe that's why they lied about it. Maybe that's why they tried claiming it was nothing but a crackpot conspiracy. I mean, maybe it's noble. You, we don't want nuclear war. Do you really want to blow the planet up? No. But think about that. China is working on gain-of-function research. That's true. And several people at the lab, the Wuhan lab, get sick. That's true, according to the Wall Street Journal. And then across the street is a wet market where they claim that's where it really came from. We don't know if that's true. We don't know if it actually came from the lab, but it's looking more and more like it was the lab. And it's looking like based on new emails that have been released, we knew it was likely the lab the whole time. Now, the New York Times, media groupthink and lab leak theory. This is just a story. I'm not going to go through it, but they point out how people just in the media immediately dismissed lab leak theory. Why? You know, orange man bad. Donald Trump said it. It must be fake news. And now people are like, maybe we should have actually done our jobs. I'm sorry. Journalism doesn't exist in this country. Well, OK, OK, that's not fair. You know, the lefties who don't like me, and it's like the mostly establishment Democrat types, uh, they don't like me because I actually do journalism. Oh, that's right. And they say Tim's not doing journalism. But then what? When they write an article about Brad Pitt and like his new relationship, that's journalism. Sorry, dude. I may be pulling up a bunch of articles, but I'm fact checking them. Yes, journalism. I'm also looking up videos and source material and making sure that this, this, the articles I'm read for the most part, to the best of my abilities, are, are true and correct. So I'll look at the source material. Often it is commentary, but I do a lot more journalism than those people the New York Times tend to do. They're good people at the New York Times, don't get me wrong. I think the organization is trash for the most part. But there are people who actually try and do reporting. These, these emails that are coming out, believe it or not, they came from BuzzFeed. So that's fantastic. I think BuzzFeed is trash, but at least they published these emails. Check this out. So I, I, I mentioned this one. Now we see where we're going. Fauci agreed to work together with Chinese official on the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. New emails show. That makes sense. I mean... Fauci had already been working with China, providing funding to the EcoHealth Alliance, which was then used by the Wuhan lab for gain of function research, which is when they make viruses more deadly. The idea being that we, we can then be better prepared if a virus like that actually emerges in the, in the wild. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Okay. Well, here we go, baby. From BuzzFeed, Anthony Fauci's emails reveal the pressure that fell on one man. Thousands of pages of communications obtained by BuzzFeed News show how Fauci tried to keep Americans calm and develop an effective strategy despite conflicts with the Trump administration. Oh, Anthony Fauci, such a good man, BuzzFeed. Thank you for this headline. It's amazing. Why BuzzFeed gets access to all of these emails, thousands upon thousands. Let let me go down and show you the the script. They got all the documents here, I'm pretty sure. So let me, I'm scrolling down. Here we go. All right, we got, this is uh, uh, Jason Leopold, NIH FOIA, Anthony Fauci's emails, 3,234. And out of everything they released, they decide to frame it as the pressure that fell on one man trying to trying to d- develop a strategy and fight with the evil orange man. That's amazing work, guys. I mean, no, seriously, getting those emails out is fantastic. Uh, uh, but uh, I have to question your choices in framing. Let me show you one of the emails that's going viral. This is page 300. I'm sorry, 3187. February 1st, 2020. Anthony Fauci. Thanks, Christian. Talk soon. In response to another email from Christian G. Anderson, who writes, Hi, Tony. Thanks for sharing. So uh, let me slow down. They're sharing a story about the origins of the coronavirus. Hi, Tony. Thanks for sharing. Yes, I saw this earlier today, and both Eddie and myself are actually quoted in it. It's a great article. But the problem is that our phylogenic analysis have, aren't able to answer whether sequences are unusual at individual residues, except if they're completely off. On a phylogenic tree, the virus looks totally normal, and the close clustering with bats suggest that the bats serve as the reservoir. The unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So, so one has to look really closely at the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. You ready for the next line? Here we go. Quote, we have a good team lined up to look very critically at this. So we should know much more at the end of the weekend. I should mention that after discussions earlier today, Eddie, Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. But we have to look at this much more closely and there are still further analyses to be done. So those opinions could still change best. Christian, they could change. Okay. That's fine. This is an early email. It's from, it's from January 31st, 2020. Could it be that they looked at it, said, wow, that looks engineered, went through it and said, you know what? We don't think so. Yes, absolutely. That seems to be the case. However, it also shows that early on, lab leak was a very real possibility. And all they really had were the personal opinions of some of these experts whose personal opinions early on was lab leak theory. What do we get instead? I think out of fear of potential conflict, they don't put that in the press. Let's just be real, guys. Let's just be real. I mentioned this the past few days, Gulf of Tonkin incident, the incident that got us involved in Vietnam. 
How much did we know about it at the time? Very little. Turns out it may have been completely fabricated. History is disputed, but for the most part, it seems that never happened. An American ship was attacked. We had to enter the Vietnam War. Probably never happened. When you think about war and conflict, the media doesn't just tell you what's happening. We used to have an office of censorship in this country whose motto was silence accelerates victory. And you saw, you, you remember the posters, loose lips sink ships. They would tell people, don't talk about the war effort. Don't talk about what's going on. So if there really was something happening, do you think they're going to come out in the media and be like, oh, by the way, our researchers actually think it's engineered? Nope. It's not, it's not going to happen. Does this mean lab leak theory is true? No. But it's becoming more and more plausible. The media is now absolutely entertaining this. And I have to wonder, why the hard 180 on lab leak theory that COVID emerged from this lab? Well, Anthony Fauci himself has come out now and said he is not convinced the virus emerged naturally. Interestingly, Fauci knew this January 31st, 2020. So if you want to come to me, and say that Anthony Fauci heard that and then changed his mind and is now changing it back. Fine. The guy's a moron. But I'll tell you what I think is, is very serious, much more. I, I, here, here's, here's the problem. From Taiwan News, who inspector has conflict of interest in Wuhan COVID probe? Richard Ebright says Peter Daszak has conflict of interest in who and Lancet investigations of Wuhan outbreak. Why, that's right. Peter Daszak is, is a, a British zoologist and president of EcoHealth Alliance. Peter Daszak is the only individual to be part of both the WHO and the Lancet teams investigating the origins of the Wuhan COVID pandemic. However, he has long-term professional and financial ties with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which represents a conflict of interest. That's absolutely true. In a letter written to, uh, so this is, this is a letter from Republicans, House Committee on Oversight and Reform, ranking member James Comer, House Committee, blah, 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 you get the point. Uh, writing to send a letter to Francis Collins, director of the NIH, and Anthony Fauci, quote, EcoHealth has awarded almost $600,000 to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and another $200,000 to the Wuhan University School of Public Health. The letter reads, on July 8th, 2020, NIH Deputy Director for Extramural Research, Dr. Michael Lauer, sent a letter to EcoHealth expressing concern over its relationship with the WIV and suspended EcoHealth's grant pending answers to several routine questions. The questions posed by Dr. Lauer raise serious concerns and suggest COVID-19 was spreading worldwide by October 19th. Despite U.S. intelligence concerns about the ability of the Wuhan uh, lab to properly contain the deadly disease, including the virus that causes COVID-19 that they study, EcoHealth still awarded U.S. taxpayer grant funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In the emails, I don't know if I have it pulled up, but uh, in the emails, Anthony Fauci is thanked by individuals for dismissing lab leak theory. Could it be that Anthony Fauci only dismissed it because he actually provided funding for it? Not intentionally, so he says. Maybe he's lying now. I don't know. The guy seems to be pretty dumb. Fauci provided money that went to EcoHealth Alliance, which was then used for gain of function research in, in Wuhan. Fauci lied. When Rand Paul was questioning him during, during a congressional hearing, Fauci said, we have not provided funding for gain of function research. Oh, technically the truth, he says. They provided funding that went to gain of function research. Let's make sure that's clear. Rand Paul, I believe, accused him of perjury. So let's get him under oath now. So here's what you need to understand. 
Anthony Fauci provided funding to EcoHealth Alliance. The money was used by Wuhan for gain of function research. On January 31st, Fauci was informed it may be an engineered virus. If that's true, certainly Fauci would be sweating bullets. Why? If the genome looked engineered and these experts who emailed Fauci said it doesn't fall in line with our expectations of evolutionary theory, Fauci was the one who gave money to EcoHealth Alliance. Whose fault is it going to be when a virus escapes from a lab? How amazing is that? Donald Trump is a moron for letting Fauci continue doing what he was doing. You know, I I can't necessarily blame Trump, I suppose. He didn't know enough about this, so a blind spot, I'm sure. But he should have fired Fauci immediately. He didn't do it. People love Fauci. It's it's great. You know, they, they trust him. It's good to have someone on the team that people like in the media. Well, Donald Trump should have gotten rid of him right away. The fox was in the hen house. Fauci was, was, in my opinion, giving bad advice because he's implicated in this. Not because he intentionally tried to cause harm, but because the chain goes back to him. He made decisions. There's an op-ed that's going around right now. Apparently, Fauci wrote, you know, 10, 10 or so years ago, he wrote an op-ed where he said, even if the virus breaks out, it is worth it that we do this research, even if it causes serious problems. Well, he got his wish. I do want to point out one thing. A lot of people are mentioning an email from Fauci where he says, you know, masks stop people from infecting each other. They don't stop you from getting infected. And they say Fauci lied. I think you're wrong. I've, I've been tracking this. Anthony Fauci very early on had said wearing a mask stops someone from who's someone who's infected spreading the infection. It doesn't protect you who's not infected from getting infected. He said it might stop a droplet from getting in your mouth or whatever. And I make that joke all the time. Early on, Fauci said, don't wear masks. You don't need it. The real issue was if he said people who are sick should be wearing masks, we would have spread COVID less. But he told people not to. Why? Well, he said it in, uh, uh, in July of last year that we needed the masks for our medical professionals because he's an idiot. So here we go. How soon until we get confirmation of lab leak theory? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we won't. Maybe it's not true. But I can tell you, in those emails, we get another story from the, uh, we get another story this time, the Washington Post, uh, the Washington Post publishes Anthony Fauci's pandemic emails, quote, all is well, despite some crazy people in this world, <laughs> crazy people in this world, crazy people saying it may have emerged from a lab, uh-huh, crazy people saying it uh, looks potentially engineered, uh-huh, those crazy people, no, I get it, there are crazy people for sure, but man, Fauci is not one to talk. Oh, in the end, uh, I just hope none of this leads to nuclear war. So yeah, there we go. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has declared a disaster in 34 counties along the southern border due to what he describes as Joe Biden's open borders policies, policies which are resulting in gang and cartel activity, drug and human smuggling. And we're learning now that CBP stopped a massive human smuggling operation. It stands to reason things are only going to get worse. And a disaster declaration may be the most appropriate thing to do, especially considering Joe Biden has officially ended the remain in Mexico policy that was in place under Donald Trump, 
which will likely result in what's called a poll factor, meaning many more migrants are going to be coming to the border, believing this is their chance to get in. It's going to result in more human suffering. It's going to result in more children wandering through the desert. I mean, there was a horrifying video that came out a few weeks ago of a small child abandoned by human smugglers. They use these children to come across the border and then claim, oh, I'm a family. You must protect me. Meanwhile, they actually just want to get access to the country. They abandon these children and it's going to get worse. In response to the activism from the left, Joe Biden's announced he's going to be bringing in more migrants, which will exacerbate the pull factor, create more suffering. And now we can reflect upon what the Biden administration had been doing in the past few weeks when news broke that they were actually smuggling migrant children into random states without informing local leadership, shocking many Republicans. I think it's fair to say things will get worse based on all of this. We're watching the crimes happen. We are watching the Biden administration struggle with this. And Kamala Harris, who was tasked with going down to the border, still has not. In fact, when she was asked, I believe, you know, a month or so ago, if she would go, she just laughed and said, not today, and then does nothing. Everything's just getting worse. Well, of course, Donald Trump has now issued a statement today slamming Joe Biden, saying that he inherited the most secure border. And through his policies, things have only gotten worse. My question now is, where are the activists? Where are the people who are complaining about Donald Trump's, Donald, Donald Trump's concentration camps, about the Homestead facility or the McAllen facility? Nowhere to be found. Where is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to come out and cry at a fence, claiming that what Biden is doing is monstrous? There's been some criticism, but it's been tepid. They say, well, you know, the Democrats are at least trying. But when we look at what they're doing, things are just getting worse. So I ask myself, and maybe we should reflect on this. Is it just Biden derangement syndrome? I mean, when Donald Trump would do anything, they would scream and cry. No, it's not. This is legitimately Joe Biden screwing everything up. Recently, we had the ceremony for the unknown soldier. I talked about this in a previous video, but I have to wonder why it is that Biden couldn't do the ceremony properly. Why now? Some people said it was COVID. No, they're not even wearing masks. They're just screwing things up. It's an administration that's inherited this government and they don't know how to make things work right. It's that simple. It's like you could get a good carpenter who knows how to build a shed and you hired a guy who doesn't, but he tries anyway and he screws it all up. It's that simple. No grand conspiracies, just people bad at their jobs. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, 
That's 877-646-5347. Which makes me think other areas of the government, other sectors of our security, you know, just other uh, other issues are going to come out because there's probably a lot of things you don't see. When it comes to the border, we can see the people coming across. We can see it when they're getting arrested, when the coyotes and the smugglers are getting arrested. We can't see everything else. So then we get the colonial pipeline hack, critical infrastructure attacked. We get the JBS meat processing plant, critical infrastructure attacked. So it's not Biden derangement syndrome. Kind of wish it was. I'd love it if I was just for no reason mad at Joe Biden. But the reality is I try to give the guy credit. I don't blame him for the Homestead Child Detention Facility or the McAllen facility because these kids are coming. I don't blame him for having those facilities. But then you realize he is the one encouraging migrants to come. So it is his fault. But where are the activists? I'm sick of it, man. Let's read this news from the New York Post to figure out what's going on. But before we do, head over to TimCast.com, click the members only button and become a member to support my work. When you're a member, you get access to the members only area, a bunch of exclusive segments. We often talk about things YouTube doesn't allow us to talk about. But the money that you give with your membership allows me to grow this company. We're going to be hiring more journalists. We're going to be covering things on the ground. We're going to be sending journalists to the border. We're going to be funding these documentaries as well as cultural shows. We got the Cast Castle vlog. We are expanding and we are, we are coming at the culture war on multiple fronts. Real journalism, on the ground reporting and culture building. That's what you get when you sign up. You help out. But don't forget, we don't have this big marketing budget. So if you want to see us do better than the likes of CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News, then share this video right now. Click that share button. Take the URL. Post it wherever you can. We don't have big marketing budgets. There's no, there's no TimCast billboards. YouTube doesn't just put us on the front page as an authoritative source. If you guys think we are better, you got to help share. But uh, you know, feel free to do so if you so desire. The New York Post says, Texas Governor Greg Abbott declares disaster in state over border crisis. Now, the first thing I want to point out, Ground News states 75% of sources reporting this are on the right, which means the left likely doesn't know about this. Take that into consideration as to why you should probably help share the video. Let's read more. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott issued a disaster declaration for 34 counties along or near the Lone Star State's border with Mexico Tuesday. Claiming that the Biden's claiming that President Biden's immigration policies had allowed in a flood of drugs and gang members, quote, President Biden's open border policies have paved the way for dangerous gangs and cartels, human traffickers and deadly drugs like fentanyl to pour into our communities, Abbott said in a statement. Meanwhile, landowners along the border are seeing their property damaged and vandalized on a daily basis, while the Biden administration does nothing to protect them. In the declaration, Abbott noted that Texas Department of Public Safety troopers had made over 1,300 criminal arrests, apprehended over 35,000 illegal immigrants, and seized over 10,000 pounds of drugs and over 100 firearms since March 6th of this year. He has also stated that between January and April, troopers had intercepted 21.5 million lethal doses of fentanyl. I couldn't imagine trying to run a border state and having no support from the federal government. But you know what? So be it. A disaster declaration is probably the best thing you can do. But so long as the federal government and ICE release illegal immigrants into people's communities, you're going to see states struggle to stop this. That's the pull factor. They know 
The state can try and stop them. But if the federal government gets involved, they're going to release individuals into this country. And that's what they want. That will create a pull factor. Now, I have the utmost sympathy and to a great deal respect for those who love the idea of America so much they will cross vast swaths of desert to get in here. But I do not respect the criminal activity and the exploitation of our goodwill, nor do I respect the weakness of the federal government who can't do anything about it. Quote, Texas continues to step up to confront the border crisis in the federal government's absence, but more must be done, Abbott's statement concluded. By declaring a state of disaster in three in these counties, Texas will have more resources and strategies at our disposal to protect landowners and enforce all federal and state laws to combat criminal activities stemming from the border crisis. Working together with local law enforcement, the state will continue to take robust and meaningful action to keep our communities safe. Abbott has been one of the Biden administration's most persistent critics on the issue of illegal immigration. Last month, he accused the president of abandoning the rule of law on the Texas border. Quote, our state legislature, they allocated about $800 million every two years for the state to pay for this border security. Uh, Abbott told Fox News Sunday morning futures on May 2nd. This year, because of the extended time that we will have the National Guard on the border, it likely will clearly exceed a billion dollars for the state to have to for the state to have to secure the United States of America. His declaration claimed the state has spent approximately three point five billion dollars on border security since 2014. Last week, Abbott announced plans to enact legislation criminalizing the manufacture or delivery of fentanyl, a powerful and often deadly opioid. It's clear, the governor said at the time, that Biden's open border policies are unleashing deadly consequences. And we have we have news that that backs this up. And it's and it's sad and it's creepy news from Fox News. Border Patrol agents in Texas find more than 150 illegal immigrants in two human smuggling attempts. In both cases, the drivers were U.S. citizens, federal authorities said. U.S. citizens smuggling human beings across the border. Where is the Biden administration to stop this? Where is Kamala Harris to do anything to come down to put an end to this? Why is Joe Biden and the White House administration just making things worse? I really do wonder if it's malicious. Hanlon's razor suggests that we not attribute to malice that which can be attributed to incompetence. But at a certain point, you can just do what Texas asks. When Greg Abbott says, here's what we need to solve this problem, when you don't do it, I can only assume it's because it's on purpose. Fox News reports more than 150 illegal immigrants were taken into custody in Texas in a 24 hour period over the weekend following two alleged human smuggling attempts, authorities said Tuesday. Both incidents happened near the U.S.-Mexico border town of Laredo, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which oversees the Border Patrol. In the first incident, shortly after midnight last Friday, more than 50 illegal immigrants were found riding inside a gas tanker that was being pulled by a tractor trailer in Texas. According to reports, the alleged human smuggling attempt was thwarted at an inspection checkpoint along Highway 83 near Laredo after a Border Patrol canine detected something amiss, CBP said in a statement. I mean, just just think about that in a gas tanker. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Absolutely. Look at this photo. The occupants of the gas tanker were all Mexican nationals. While the driver was a U.S. citizen, according to the agency, all were taken into custody. The second incident occurred a few hours later after a tractor trailer approached a checkpoint along Interstate 35, 
The driver allegedly disregarded a Border Patrol agent's instructions to approach a second inspection area. So agents chased the vehicle, pulled it over, and found more than 100 illegal immigrants riding inside. The suspects were from several countries, including Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, Ecuador, and the Dominican Republic. Again, the driver was a U.S. citizen and all were taken into custody. CBP says if anyone has any information to contact them. Could you imagine what would happen if someone hit this tanker? All of these people just riding inside. We already had a story about that. There was like a van stuffed with 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 people in it and it got hit. And, and it's just now they're now they're ending remain in Mexico. This is it officially. We knew that this was coming. We knew the Biden administration did this. Now it's official. U.S. formally ends Trump's remain in Mexico asylum policy. During the Trump administration, we saw massive spikes in migrants coming across the border and apprehensions. And there's a couple ways to look at it, which makes it very difficult. A spike in apprehensions could mean that we're finally doing something about it. It could also mean that more and more people are trying to cross the border. Some theories are that because Trump was so strict, people were trying to rush across the border as soon as they could. And we saw all the migrant caravans. Why? One theory is that the idea was they can't catch us all. If they all come at the same time and rush through the border, you won't be able to stop them. It is infuriating. It is exploitation. It is manipulation, emotional manipulation. I remember during the Trump administration when hundreds stormed across the border trying to rush into San Diego. It was a nightmarish vision of people disregarding safety, the rule of law, dragging their children full speed past federal agents. It was insane to watch. These were these were bad people. I have no problem saying that there are a lot of good people who want to come to this country. And I've said it before. I have infinitely more respect for these these individuals who, who so desperately want to come to America that they're willing to cross deserts and try and just enter the country. But I don't respect the actions they're taking. But I have more respect for them than the, 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 the woke progressives in the United States who are complaining America is the worst country on the planet. It's evil and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, certainly not. It's opportunity. But I'll tell you what I don't respect. The people who put their children at risk, putting their lives at risk, instead of doing the hard work it takes to better your lives. It may be bad in some of these countries because of crime and gang activity, but they could stay in Mexico. They could remain in Mexico. And I tell you this, man, Mexico is nice. Now, the border cities are bad because of the trafficking, the smuggling. But have y'all been to Mexico City? I love it there. It's a fantastic place. The weather is great. The food is great. The people, it's fun. The music, I think it's fantastic. I remember when we were reading, uh, I was reading a story about this. Vox published it. A migrant in Mexico was asked, why are they coming to America? And they said they missed Buffalo Wild Wings. That's not a joke. They actually said that. And I'm like, bro, Mexico City's got Buffalo Wild Wings. The Mexican government offered these people asylum and they said no. Then you see these people storming across the border, full speed, dragging their children. That is wrong. Well, Donald Trump has issued a statement. Trump has said, remain in Mexico, also known as the migrant, migrant protection protocols, was not only a historic foreign policy triumph, but one of the most successful border security programs anyone has ever put into effect anywhere. <laughs> okay, Trump. Along with our Central American Safe Third Agreements, 
asylum reforms, and expedited removal procedures, we drove border numbers to record lows, and we ended the horrendous practice known as catch and release. No American president had ever done more to defend the border and safeguard the whole immigration system. The Biden administration inherited the most secure border in history, and they turned it into the greatest border disaster in history. Our border is now run by cartels, criminals, and coyotes. Illegal immigrants, gang members, and lethal drugs are pouring across like never before. Not only are illegal immigrants being caught and released, they are being put up in hotels at taxpayer expense. Our country is being destroyed before our very eyes. The Biden administration's disastrous decision to formally end the Remain in Mexico policy is proof that their objective is to eliminate the U.S. border entirely and flood the country with so many illegal aliens that every community is overwhelmed. Joe Biden is the first American president who doesn't want America to be a nation at all. Now, that is a bold statement by the former president. Coyotes. Donald Trump says our border is overrun by coyotes. Let me let me explain to you some of the problem here. During the Trump administration, he mentioned coyotes. For those that aren't familiar, a coyote is a person who smuggles humans across the border. The left didn't know what that meant and started mocking Trump, claiming that he was referring to animals. And when they finally realized how stupid they were, they still many tried doubling down, saying, well, he still kind of was referring to animals. No, no, he wasn't. These people just don't know what they're talking about, but they're so arrogant and egotistical. They would rather a nine-year-old boy die of dehydration in the desert so they can have their political victory than realize perhaps Donald, Trump's, uh, 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 Donald Trump was right in the policies that he implemented. Perhaps, perhaps Joe Biden is wrong and making things worse. Check this out. Richard K. Jones. This is the Butler County Sheriff currently serving his fifth term, issued a press release. Sheriff ends relationship with immigration and customs enforcement, saying since approximately 2003, the Butler County Sheriff's Office has been under the contract with the Department of Homeland Security, Bureau of Immigration and Customs Enforcement to house their immigrants while they're awaiting immigration hearings. Sheriff Jones announces today that he has notified ICE that effective immediately He will not be accepting any ICE detainees at the Butler County Jail and will be terminating the contract to house them in the future. Quote, we operate an efficient correctional facility and federal officials continue to add unreasonable and cost prohibitive mandates to hold these illegal immigrants with the crisis at the border getting worse. It concerns me that the feds will ship detainees to my facility, then release them to the streets of my community under some technicality. It's better to just end this arrangement now than to let that happen. Unlike this current administration, I'm still a firm believer that our government should strictly enforce the immigration laws, and I will continue to promote that stance at every opportunity. I'll tell you what's scary is that Joe Biden had been secretly smuggling migrants, his administration, the, the, the butler sheriff here, Richard K. Jones. He's pointing out that they'll say, hey, we got some illegal immigrants. We want you to hold them for us. And then once they do this, now we release them. Now they're in your community. What it's, what it's basically doing, it's taking people from the border, spreading them across the country, releasing them. Now, why would they do that? 
It's a violation of our of our law, of our norms. It's damaging to the economy. It hurts the working class. This is scary stuff. We covered this when it happened about two weeks ago. The Daily Mail reports video shows Biden administration secretly flying migrant children into Tennessee while Republican rep urges Congress to pull Kamala's travel funds until she visits the border. Rep Ashley Hinson is proposing Congress ban taxpayer funded travel for Kamala Harris until she visits the border and supports and submits a report on the trip. At the same time, Tennessee lawmakers claim Joe Biden is secretly sending in migrants to their state in the dead of night, claiming there's a video of it and there's whistleblowers. Well, it's not just Donald Trump. Homan rips pure ignorance of Biden admin on border crisis. All they have to do is reverse policies, which is why I said it is on purpose. If it was an accident, they'd say we better backtrack and, and stop doing what we're doing. No, they want this to happen. And that means the deaths are going to be on their hands. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is said to travel to Costa Rica in a push to stem the prolonged migrant crisis. I don't believe it. I literally don't. Tom Homan said it leaves us in a really bad spot. The number of crossers at the border, especially children that come across the border in the last few months, is the most we've ever seen in the history of the United States Border Patrol. Illegal entries on the border are unprecedented. At the same time, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, your interior immigration enforcement had the lowest levels of removals. And that's not by accident. As I said many times, it's by design. As far as Anthony Blinken going to Central America, it's a waste of time. It's pure ignorance because all they've got to do is reverse what they're doing. Go back to the Trump policies. Their policies are driving this surge of the border. Even the president of Mexico said that when you say you're going to open your border up, you're not going to detain. You're going to put a moratorium on deportations. You're going to reward amnesty and DACA and at the same time offer free health care. That's what's causing the crisis. It's the Biden administration's policies. And that's clear. There's a limit to what we can handle. We want to help people. I certainly do. Many people don't, but I do. I see these people longing for the American dream, and I have respect for that. You know, there's a meme where it's like all of these progressives who hate America. Why don't you guys go move to Mexico City and we can bring these migrants in who love America or at least the idea of America? It's a silly idea, right? People should just recognize that America is a great country. You have everything Homan said. Failed policy poll factor. It's worrisome. And then you get Joe Biden just doing more and more. For May 26, Biden reverses course again after backlash and will increase refugee limit. President Biden said earlier on Friday that he would keep the, the 15,000 limit set by the Trump administration, but said later he would increase it. Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga of Japan met with Biden and top aides, blah, blah, blah. We get it. This is what we refer to as a pull factor. It's more that is going to contribute to people thinking now's their chance to get here. Where's the leadership? You know, Joe Biden, as we mentioned, is, is failed policy. I, I, I mentioned Kamala Harris not wanting to go to the border. Oh, what's this? May 24th, the New York Post. White House, no plans for Harris to visit border despite disturbing illegal immigrant video. The New York Post reports, Despite alarming footage, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Monday said Harris, who was appointed by Biden to oversee the border in March, still has made no arrangements to arrangements to surveil the situation in person and talk to local officials there. Quote, 
I expect. She will make a trip to the Northern Triangle at some point soon. So that would be where she would travel given her purview, Saki said when asked. The video taken by a drone of Fox News shows one agent in a pickup truck trying to capture more than a dozen migrants running along a dirt road as another agent pursued more members of the group as they leaped over a stream near La Jolla, Texas. Two two of the migrants fleeing along the, the road appeared to be handcuffed together, indicating that they had escaped custody. Eventually, the agents were able to capture about 20 of them, a group made up of mostly adult males, the report said. It's 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 confusing in a sense, I guess. It's confusing. Now the Biden administration, this is from April 27th. They said the Biden administration announces new operation to crack down on human smuggling. He's doing the opposite of that. It's like they lie to our faces and then do the complete opposite. I want to show you something. I have this story from the New York Post. The one I mentioned earlier, Biden lays wreath at tomb of the unknown soldier during Memorial Day ceremony. Now this video is subject to a lot of crazy theories or whatever. I don't care for any crazy theories. What I see in this video is contempt and disrespect for the job as president of the United States. I'll explain. In this video, Joe Biden walks up to the wreath as it's already been lain, and then he puts his hand on it, and that's it. That's strange. Because the past several presidents would walk with the wreath and lay it. But Biden didn't do that. Now, a lot of people are saying some kind of crazy conspiracies about it. I don't know or care. I, 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 don't, I don't care for these theories. What I see, the simple solution. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris do not take this job seriously. They're not good at their job, nor do they care for maintaining the integrity of the office. They rag on Trump all day and night. But Donald Trump said, hey, Memorial Day, thanks to our beautiful, uh, brave, you know, our, be- our brave men and women. And then he said, we got the best economy and unemployment. And he got dragged in the media. The media was saying that it was a distasteful tweet, propping himself up. Kamala Harris said, enjoy the long weekend with a picture of herself. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Why? It's just weird, isn't it? Then we get the ceremony uh, ceremony for the unknown soldier. And they don't follow the proper procedure for the ceremony? Why? There's no conspiracy. It's just people who don't care. They wanted power. They got power. They don't care. Even Obama laid the wreath properly. Some people said, well, it's because Biden's too weak. He can't lift the wreath. You don't. The, 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 the uh, military officer in the dress blues does it. He carries it backwards. Biden didn't do it because Biden doesn't care.
Kamala Harris isn't going to the border because Kamala Harris doesn't care. They don't care about what you think. You know, I have to wonder, is the real issue that these Democrats know they're not going to get reelected? That it's a crazy culture war era. It was a hard fought battle. Donald Trump won tremendously. Their policies are unpopular. So what are they doing? Well, we're going to lose 2022. The only year that matters is 2024 when the election happens. Yeah, that's probably it. No, no, no. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the reality. You see, what happens is you can have three years of Donald Trump absolutely crushing it. I mean, you had a bunch of ridiculous nonsense. You had Russia Gate and Ukraine Gate. But the border was getting secured. Uh, apprehensions were up, but crossings were going down, meaning seemed to have been doing a good job. Trump didn't get his big, beautiful border wall like he wanted, but he did get secure bollard fencing and in specific areas that reduced the amount of uh, human trafficking and crimes being committed. The economy in 2019, best numbers of our lives. You can get three years of that. And people still hated Trump. But in 2019, I mean, Trump was doing well. Then you get one year, 2020. And that's it. That's all it took. People didn't care about anything other than it's the it's the year of the election. The Democrats knew that was their year to rally everybody. So even though Trump gave them all these great things, it didn't matter. They would take the unknown, the Joe Biden. And they did. Nothings are worse. The economy is in crisis. Biden is printing money like crazy, which is a hidden tax on the working class. Meanwhile, telling the working class, don't worry, I'm only taxing the rich. Meanwhile, the rich are playing games with stocks and cryptocurrency, and they're fine. They're buying up property like crazy. and They're not worried about losing their savings. The working class are. Biden, Kamala, they don't care about the norms. They don't care about procedure. They don't care about even making it look like they do care. Oh, come on. If Kamala Harris didn't really care, but at least she wanted to maintain appearances, she could spend a day flying to the border. She won't even do that. I look at this video of the wreath ceremony. I'm like, Biden could still just do it. Why wouldn't he? He cares so little about you and what you think he won't even bother to pretend. So what do you think that means when it comes to policy? And what do you think that means when it comes to policies you don't see? What do you think that means when it comes to critical infrastructure or military security policy? If Biden couldn't give a damn to do the proper wreath laying ceremony. If Kamala couldn't give a damn to just fly on a, a, a private jet, enjoying the luxuries of Air Force Two to just stand at the border and pretend. What do you think they're doing when it comes to actually protecting this nation? And then we get the colonial pipeline hack. And then we get the JBS hack. What's next? This is what happens when you elect people because you hate someone else. It is the natural conclusion to a, to a broken system by which we just keep saying, I'll vote for the other guy. I'll vote for the other guy. I certainly don't like him, so I'll vote for him. And this was the crux, the epitome of this stupid strategy that American voters tend to have. I would look at, uh, uh, you know, oh, it's Bush versus Gore. I was a little kid back then. I don't know. Doesn't mean anything to me. I see Kerry versus Bush. Okay, now I was old enough and I said, still don't care. Why? Why should I? And then I got duped. Obama, McCain, and Obama was change. And I believed it. Then he wasn't. 2012, I said, I'm out. 2016 said, I don't care. I just don't care. Hillary Clinton, Trump, whatever. And Trump won. 
And then I saw what Trump was doing and I said, okay, far from perfect, not uh, uh, the best uh, moral character. I'm not going to pretend like he was doing the best job of maintaining our integrity in the office, but he still did the proper ceremony. He still did go to the border. He still did have these meetings with these awful people and dictators, and he was attacked by the media every step of the way. He should have fired a bunch of people. He shouldn't hired a bunch of people. And now we get Biden and Kamala elected solely because people hated Trump. At least when people voted for Obama or McCain, there was things they liked about them. With Joe Biden, nobody cared. He's just not Trump. You could have given them a ballot, said Trump, not Trump, and they would just hit not Trump. So now you have an administration doesn't care, knows they don't need to even pretend because you'll vote for them anyway, right? That's the way it goes. Well, Texas is making moves and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The states need to take action and stop being dependent on the federal government. Florida has been doing it. Texas has done it in many ways. This is it. States stand up, be responsible for yourselves. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at youtube.com slash timcast IRL at 8 p.m. It's a live show. Come hang out and we'll see you all then. Writing for American Greatness, Jeremy Carl says the Democrats have already left the union. Now, is that true? No, not literally, but it may as well be true because the ideology of the mainstream left Democrats and their young DSA type socialist allies are completely at odds with this country. They literally don't believe in the same history of this country. They believe in changing it from a constitutional republic to a democracy. They do not believe in what this country is, has been, and stands for. Now, has the U.S. done bad things? Yes. Have other countries done bad things? Yes. Have other countries done worse things than the U.S.? Yes. Has the U.S. done great things? Yes. Has the U.S. improved dramatically since its inception? Oh, absolutely. And that's what we believe when we talk about American greatness and what makes America awesome. Now, we've actually made things a whole lot better. But in this article, Carl goes through exactly why it is the Democrats have already left the union and talking about their ideology and the things they're doing. But let me just stress, look, I've got a clear issue with the establishment that includes the pathetic weakness of the Republican Party the neocon Republicans who went and joined the Democrats and the oligarchic elitists that basically stand for the Democratic Party. I have my clear bias in that I believe in a constitutional republic. I believe the Bill of Rights is fantastic. The Constitution is a pretty great thing, and we want to stand up for it. Democrats and many on the left do not. And though you'll hear the lie from them over and over again from some of them saying we do, but they certainly support people who don't. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people on the right who certainly have their shortcomings, but it is the exception on the right for people to be authoritarian. Uh, and it is the exception on the Democrat side for them to be libertarian. The libertarian type Democrat lefties are, are few and far between. They don't get a word in edgewise. They're relegated to tiny channels on social media and they're ignored. It's the authoritarian woke cult and the imperialists, the pro-war, never-ending war types that are constantly in the mainstream press. Meanwhile, the freaky weirdos of the right have been completely shunned and booted out by conservatives. So why would I support the authoritarian lunatics that is a Democratic Party? Anyway, the point of the segment, let me show you a few things. Here's a tweet from Damon Linker on Twitter. He's a columnist at The Week. He says, American political debate now consists almost entirely of one side saying, 
if we don't rout our opponents, American democracy is doomed. While the other side responds, if we don't rout our opponents, American democracy is doomed. You see, this is wrong. Republicans aren't defending American democracy for which it doesn't exist. This country is not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic with democratic institutions. That means we democratically elect representatives to represent where we live in different places. It is not a democracy. But popular support still matters in many respects because people who are campaigning saying, I'm going to do this for you. The problem is, over the past several decades, I mean, for a long time, the Democrats have repeatedly pushed the narrative of democracy, democracy, democracy. You can see the bias of Damon Linker in his statement. Now, I understand the gist of what he's saying. Both sides are pointing the finger at each other, saying our country faces an existential threat from you. That's more accurate. The problem is that Democrats keep saying democracy. Direct democracy doesn't work. Democracy is not a good thing. You've, if you believe democracy is a good thing as a form of government, you've been manipulated. Okay, the, the, the tyranny of the majority is not a good thing. Take a look at some of these countries. You can go back to Nazi Germany. And we have that meme where they say it was legal what they were doing. The law supported it. It was popular. They say the meme, the meme goes, those who were protecting the Frank family were breaking the law and those trying to find them were following it. The law is not, it does not represent morality, what is right, what is wrong. Now, of course, you can say that doesn't still represent democracy. When all of the people of Nazi Germany were standing in unison doing their salutes, that is the problem of democracy. As the saying goes, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding on what's for dinner. A republic is a well-armed sheep contesting the vote or lamb, whatever word you want to use. So here's where I stand. I don't agree with Republicans on a lot of what they believe. But there are many people who should have been liberals who joined the establishment authoritarians in their woke cult and in subverting actual important institutions to make a country work. And in response to this, you can actually see the, the, the narrative. Jeet here, verified Twitter user and substacker, columnist at The Nation says, are both sides equally committed to letting as many people as possible vote? No, they're not. The left, the Democrats say Republicans just want to want to suppress the vote. Meanwhile, Democrats are saying 16 year olds should vote. Certainly there's a line somewhere as to some people aren't going to be voting. Now, we don't want to restrict vote on the basis of race or gender or things like that. But maybe there should be some restrictions on voting, like service guaranteeing citizenship. And that doesn't mean war. It means just be a member of your community. Have skin in the game. Because what happens now? People who don't know and don't care vote, and they vote for really screwed up things. You look at these cities that have been under Democrat rule, and they are, in, it is, is a disaster. It's a disaster. Chicago is a disaster. And don't you tell me otherwise. They call it Chirac. And the Democrats say clearly gun violence is the problem. And therein lies the real problem. They don't care about what they've done to that city as they've eroded and destroyed it over 80 years. And then they just look at surface level problems. Well, somebody used a gun, therefore the gun's the problem. Bro, if he didn't have the gun, he'd go around beating people or stabbing people. The crime is a problem. But they blame other things. They won't take responsibility. Why? In my opinion, they just want power. I look at the Republicans. And what do they do? Nothing. 
They sit around on their hands. Why? Because they don't want to. Okay. That's too bad. Donald Trump wouldn't send in the, the military to end the riots. All right. He just left the cities to rot and burn. Maybe he thought that if the cities were in shambles, the people there would vote for him. We thought wrong. That's the problem of democracy. Stupid people who don't know or don't care, just trying to fit in voting because they're going to go out and high five their friends and feel like they fit in instead of actually caring about what happens to this country and paying attention. Now, I certainly believe, you know, I'm, I'm more of the, the middle ground fence sitter type, right? I, I certainly think most people should just be able to vote. But the Democrats are the ones trying to expand it to 16 year olds. OK, that's absurd. The Democrats are the ones who are actually giving non-citizens in certain circumstances the right to vote. You want to talk about seceding from the union? Sure. The Democrats have already left the union. So saith Jeremy Carl will read the article. Now, literally, it's not the case, but you can make the argument. They don't care for the Constitution. They don't care for the rule, uh, the, the law of this country. They don't care for 1776, what the founding fathers stood for. So what do they want? Power. I'll break it down for you. Socialists in America could easily go and buy a large swath of cheap land. Why, I think you can get like 100 acres in central West Virginia for like 100 grand. Now, I'm not, this is another thing that really bothers me about how dumb these, these socialists are. Nobody has $100,000 to buy land. You borrow it. It's called a loan. It's called a mortgage. You put down 5%, five grand's all you need. You get a loan. Then you get all your buddies. You go and live on this big, empty swath of land, and you start building. And you can have your socialist utopia. Oh, they don't want it. No. They demand the government tax you and I to pay for what they want while they're not working. Okay, well, I am much more likely to buy a farm and build it and want to be left alone. And probably most conservatives are. And then on their farm community, they'll provide for their family and their friends who are there like a socialist or a commune actually would. But they're not really communists. At the small level, though, people sort of just say, OK, we got bounty. We're going to share with our friends and family. Why don't the socialists go do that? Why don't they just set up their own little socialist utopias? Why do they just want to take from everyone else? No, they don't want to work. Take a look at the Democrats. They could just leave the union like John Podesta suggested when he said if Donald Trump wins the election, according to the Boston Globe, the West Coast should secede. They could just go do that. Why not? They would rather use their power to take the seats of power in Washington, D.C., and then impose their will over everyone else and extract the value from everyone else. New York is in shambles. So what do they do? They mass print money and then Biden bails them out. That money comes from you. It inflates the U.S. dollar and strips you of your value and your labor. That's what they want. If the red states were to leave, what are they going to eat? So they won't do it. And therein lies the very serious problem. How much longer will conservatives stand for this? Can't imagine much longer. Let's read a little bit of this article, and then we'll talk about uh, the serious escalation of what it means to be in, in a cold civil war, or maybe call it hot. There's already been you know, people storming the Capitol and people getting shot and killed. The new secession crisis. They go to, uh, Jeremy says, it was appropriate that news of Democrats plan to pack the Supreme Court broke in April, just a couple days after, after the 160th anniversary of the Confederate attack on Fort Sumter, the shots that began the Civil War. He says, unlike President James Buchanan, who dithered in responding to obvious Confederate aggression, the newly inaugurated Abraham Lincoln acted decisively upon taking office. He informed South Carolina Governor Francis Pickens that he would be resupplying the fort, forcing South Carolina's hand. 
Lincoln's actions did not start the war. They made it clear that war was already underway. From that point on, Americans, even those who had previously wished to ignore what was staring them in the face, were awakened to the reality of their situation. The dispute between Lincoln and Pickens that led to the attack on Fort Sumter was not simply a political struggle over who should control the regime, but a larger political struggle over which regime it would be. Ultimately, it was a question of whether it would be a nation for free citizens or one that held men and women in bondage. Today's Republicans, like Lincoln, find themselves in a regime level conflict with the Democrats. The Democrats are firing again and again on our constitutional order, our history, our traditions, our metaphorical Fort Sumter, if you will. But unlike our forebear Lincoln, our elected leadership seems either to be aiding the insurgent left or at best feebly invoking constitutional provisions and principles as if our opponents have shown that their behavior can be in any way constrained by these things. We need to channel the spirit of Lincoln rather than Buchanan to win the struggle. Let me add to this. As the Democrats repeatedly just beat the conservatives over the head and impose their will through cultural institutions and now control of government, Republicans just keep saying constitution over and over again. As if the people who are literally rewriting history with the 1619 Project care about a constitution. As if the people who keep lying about everything care. Meme after meme after meme. Republicans think the Democrats are going to take their guns. I just saw a meme right now before starting this video. A guy's like, Republicans think the Democrats are going to come and take their guns. Meanwhile, everyone's talking about aliens. Republicans are so dumb. And I'm like, bro, a bunch of my guns have already been made illegal in a bunch of different states. What the are you talking about? They're already shutting it down. The guy who was nominated to be the head of the ATF, the Waco, uh, the Waco Wacko, said he wanted to ban every gun, a, a semi-automatic rifle above 22 caliber. So yes, they do. But these people are lying or they're just really dumb because that's what's happening. I'm not going to sit here and defend the Republican Party. They're a bunch of spineless losers for the most part, save like 10 people. And then what happens is you get many of these dumb people posting these memes who say the Republicans are the fascists. The Republicans are doing this. Why? Because the mainstream press lies to them. That's the truth. Was Donald Trump a fascist? No. Was he a racist? No. Did Donald Trump invoke the military to go and shut down peaceful protests? Never happened. Did Donald Trump invoke the military to go and shut down violent riots? No, it never happened. He still didn't do it. Some people wish he did. You know what? The states can be unto themselves. Trump didn't do it. Well, what, should, what, I, what I see there is that Donald Trump, certainly not a fascist, certainly not perfect, got a lot of problems, got a bad attitude. Kind of dumb for not firing a lot of people. Fascist, though, he is not. So when the mainstream media says he is, and he colluded with Russia and all this other stupid fake garbage, guess which side is lying? Unfortunately, the Republicans are doing nothing. The indictment. The Democrats have already seceded from America's historic conception of nationhood in many respects. They have attacked on a relentless and increasingly hysterical basis white Americans, who as the overwhelming majority population were the primary developers of America's cultural, intellectual, and political heritage, with all its successes as well as its shortcomings. In doing so, they attacked traditions, history, and values developed by those generations of Americans that historically bound together Americans of all races, religions, and backgrounds. Now, I disagree. He's correct. The Democrats keep saying white, 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 white because they're racists and they're invoking racial identitarianism. I think America is the great, uh, it's, we, we live in the great American melting pot. We eat Chinese food and Indian food and then somehow make our own versions of it and still call it Chinese food. Why it is, in many ways, 
white European settlers who came to this country, you still had Native American culture heavily inspire it. I read about the, the, the government structures of like the Apache and many Native American tribes and how a lot of this did have influence on, you know, the, the, the European settlers. And there's Thanksgiving. So, of course, it's obvious that white Americans, uh, I'm sorry, white Europeans came here and settled America and then basically made this country. Attacking white Americans isn't what's destroying the heritage. There are many black people, Latino people and Asians who believe in America. So I don't I don't agree with the framing of that. Actually, I don't like it all that much. I do think it's a problem that they're racists, not because it's just about them going after white Americans traditions. I think the problem is the traditions created by this country are for everyone. And it's been, it's and, it, and it's not always been perfect, but it is the case now. If the Democrats seek to reverse that, now America's white traditions were not not, not perfect. And it was the Democrats who created the Klan and Jim Crow and all that stuff. We fought to end that. Now we have a country of, you know, uh, black, brown, white, Asian, mixed race, all sharing the same values of the founding fathers. The Democrats are subverting that and they're bringing back the racism. He says they have occupied our nation's capital with thousands of troops as if the American people were a foreign foe. Yeah. And Nancy Pelosi apparently wanted crew served machine guns. Jeez. They've engaged in bureaucratic and judicial nullification of our laws, particularly on immigration, perhaps the most important element in determining who makes up the American polity. Donald Trump ran on the platform of toughening up immigration policy. It was a defining issue. Yet the left makes a mockery of the rule of law. It's true. California, they call it a sanctuary state. So when these people come in, then the Democrats then vote that non-citizens can vote. They don't care about this country. They don't care about its laws. If this is truly a nation then it is citizens who make up that nation and who determine based on a vote what should happen. If it was truly democratic, then you would have American citizens dictating this. But you know, you know what? Did you know that illegal immigrants in this country give electoral college voting power to uh, blue states? California, I think, gets one extra electoral college vote because of illegal immigrants, because they're counted on the census. Congressional districts are then made up based on the population of everyone, not just citizens. And that representation then converts into an electoral college vote. So that's that's certainly subverting our system. And then, of course, they'll keep voting to subvert the system. And Republicans do nothing. They've attacked us through their big tech proxies, damaging our ability to speak freely in the new public square, coordinate political action, or share information with each other outside a tightly controlled corporate media apparatus. They have pursued race-based reparations and wealth confiscation from one set of Americans to another based purely on skin color, a basic contradiction of the Constitution's premise of equal protection under the laws. They have turned their media into a propaganda arm of the ruling political party. They have used instruments of the state, such as the IRS, under Lois Lerner, the FBI, and the DOD, and numerous other agencies to attack political opponents namely Russiagate scandal and attacking Tucker Carlson. They have blatantly rigged the election process, changing rules and violations of state law, manipulating debate rules and polls, and relentlessly pushing for an unconstitutional federalization of state election laws. While many people believe some, you know, theories about the election, the one thing that is true is that, according to Time magazine, there was a shadow campaign to guarantee the correct outcome. They changed election laws they changed uh, the rules. They held special events. I say they oceans 11 Trump. Oceans 11 That's how you say it. That means for the year before the election, they were organizing. They were changing election laws and, and creating a system that heavily benefited one side. 
And many Republicans were in on it, notably in Pennsylvania, where many Republicans voted for universal mail-in voting in defiance of their own state constitution. So it is the establishment in general. He was going to say they have engaged in systemic street violence against us. <laughs> yeah, we all know about Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter, of which they are not being arrested. They have removed entire groups of Americans who are not in their privileged demographics from roles in government. Biden tweets out a cabinet looks like America, where when his cabinet of 25 has no whites of Protestant origin. I'm not really as concerned as, uh, as that. But if we, we, we do, we, if we do want to have diversity, that means diversity includes white people. They say they have erased our history, tearing down statues, renaming schools. Yep. They have corrupted our jury system with Representative Maxine Waters and Joe Biden flagrantly involving themselves in a local jury trial, threatening violence, calling for more. They have locked us in our homes. They have attempted, most importantly, to change our fundamental structures of governance, trying to add Puerto Rico and D.C., which is specifically excluded from statehood in the Constitution as states. I'll disagree on this one. Washington, D.C. should not be a state. Federal jurisdiction should be separate from the state. So as there's no undue influence, Puerto Rico should be a state, in my opinion. He says they have not yet been able to accomplish all of these desecrations uh, that they have not been able to is only due to a couple of moderate Democrats remaining in the Senate. And so while we should not abandon our attempts to make positive change in the current system, we cannot rely solely on proceduralist maneuvers to attempt reconciliation with people who make it clear they want to defeat and destroy us. Now, I don't completely agree with Jeremy Carl on a lot of his a lot of his things. The, the, the talk about white American stuff, I, I, I don't care for. If in 50 years America is less white, I honestly do not care. I don't believe race is the defining factor of what this country needs to be, should be, and what it represents. However, if the country remained majority white, I also don't care. I don't think race is that important. I certainly think that people self-segregate for sure. But what we need is for people to believe in the core ideals of freedom, liberty, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And in my experience, you can be from any background. Now, what I don't like is the Democrats using race to attack people, to insult their character or imply some kind of malevolence simply on the color of their skin. Why? Racism is wrong. It was wrong back then. It's wrong now. The Democrats seek to bring it back. What I'm worried about is the subversion of our rights the manipulation of our history, taking away the right to have debate. That's what they're doing. The Republicans aren't strong enough to do anything about it. But here's the main point. The Democrats don't seek to play by any standard American judicial rules. The Daily Mail reports, meet the Dems competing to prosecute Trump. That's right. Trump dared to oppose them. We're at the point now where Donald Trump, who opposed the establishment, could be facing prison time. For that reason. Oh, they'll claim he's a criminal and a crook and other stupid nonsense. Come on. It's political. Hillary Clinton Clinton didn't go to jail. Trump said a bunch of dumb things about locking her, but he never did it. He was all bark and no bite. So they call him a fascist. They make up lies about him in the media. The left believes it. And then they rally to destroy our actual constitutional uh, institutions. So I don't know if it's uh, if we should say the Democrats have actually seceded, but I can tell you this. What this really says to me is that the country is fractured. It's not going to be mended. The Democrats don't seek reconciliation or compromise, and the Republicans don't do anything other than just agree with the narrative of the left. So what happens? Either the Democrats just win and everyone just drops to their knees and gives in to what the Democratic establishment wants, which includes many neocons, or fighting happens. I certainly hope not, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to expect. Just that's, I don't think there's any kind of reconciliation. 
The, the, the divide is so stark that no one will believe anyone else. So it doesn't matter which side you think is right. It matters that you are keeping your, your ears to the ground and paying attention to what might end up happening. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.